Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Today we're going to take an Old Testament study out of the book of Joshua on the six cities of refuge. What is the city of refuge? What does it mean for us today as we read that? Well, I'm here to tell you when we join Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we become part of the city of God. It's a place of refuge for us, a place we can flee to for safety. Let's go to the Word of God today together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. So glad to have you here today. Turn to Joshua chapter 20. While you're finding that, I want to read just a note here from a, a viewer that watches and was so blessed. Again, I love to get testimonies. And listen, when they are saying these kind of things that I'm just the greatest teacher, this kind of stuff, listen, all they do is, is commenting on the gift I have. And I do have a unique gift for teaching the Word of God. I am a pastor. I taught through the Word of God for years. But there's other pastors that teach the way I do. But you know what? You look at some evangelists. They've got great gifts in them. All I'm saying is this isn't to puff me up or make me look good. It's listen, it's the gift that God has given me. And I love it when people say that they learn from the sermon. They may commend me, but listen, I commend it right back to God. Follow me as I follow Christ. This one's from Cindy and said, Pastor Bob, I went to your church in Tulsa 40 years ago. My, how time flies. You taught so much word in one service. I have never heard anything like it. You could grow spiritually just sitting there. I see you are still going strong. I have learned sometimes the hard way what you taught in the video that I just watched today. Good and wise teaching. Thank you so much. And again, thank you also. So let's get to the word of God right now. While you're finding Joshua chapter uh, 20, we're gonna take a look at verses one through nine, talking about the cities of refuge today. While you're finding that, again, I just wanna comment that, you know, letters like this just tell me the co the content of this uh, this message of this broadcast is resonating in people because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit literally is one that gives balance to the word of God, but gives power to the word of God. The Holy Spirit never teaches excess on one side or another. He always brings back things to a balance. And that's the thing I love to do in this broadcast. Balance makes things simple. It's excess that becomes complicated after a while because excess in one area simply begins to crowd out something else in the word of God. God always is a God of balance. Brother Hagen that I've worked for for years said, he said, it's easy to get caught on one ditch on one side of the road or the other ditch on the other, just stay right down the middle of it. And that's a great analogy for what God has to say about balancing in the word of God. And for those of you who have been blessed, I thank you for watching. And uh, just like here, Cindy that wrote this and uh, and comment on the broadcast, many of you send in also, and I'm, I'm you know got others I'll be reading in the days to come. I just simply want to thank you for being so faithful to watch and now faithful to give and now to become faithful as a partner. Thank you so much. And by doing this, what you're doing is opening up your heart to be a blessing to other people and say, I can't hog all these blessings myself. I want to tell people what I've learned from the word of God. But also on the other hand, there's people I will never meet, but through my giving, this broadcast will reach them all across the United States and even through YouTube around the world. What a great blessing. So if you'd like to become a partner with me, then please go to my website, bobyandian.com, and there you'll find a place where you can become a partner with me in this ministry. And again, I thank you in advance because if God's blessed you, then what he wants you to do is turn around and take what he's given to you and give a portion of it to other people so they can hear the gospel, give to your church, you know, to uh, uh, sponsor them with tithes, but then the offerings again can come back to me and also help me spread my ministry and to other ministries also that 
that you can give to. Again, I simply ask you to be faithful to God. Go to my website, again, bobyandian.com. You'll find out how you can become a partner with me. Joshua chapter 20, verses one through nine describes the cities of refuge. And here it says, the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, speak to the children of Israel saying, appoint out cities of refuge of which I spoke to you by the hand of Moses that the slayer who kills any person unawares, this is for involuntary manslaughter and unknowingly may run there. And there may be for you a refuge from the avenger of blood. And when he who does run to one of those cities will stand at the entering of the gate of the city and will declare his cause in the hearing of the elders of that city, they will take him into the city to them and give him a place that he may dwell with them. And if the avenger of blood, that is the vigilantes that come after him, pursue after him, then they shall not deliver the slayer up into his hands because he killed his neighbor unknowingly and did not hate him beforehand. And he shall dwell in that city until he stands before the congregation for judgment and until the death of the high priest and shall be in those days. Then shall the slayer return, come to his own city, to his own house and to the city from which he fled. And they appointed Kadesh in Galilee and Mount Naphtali and Shechem in Mount Ephraim, and Kirjath Arba, which is in Hebron, and the mountain of Judah. And on the other side of Jordan, by Jericho eastward, they assigned Bezer in the wilderness in the plain out of the tribe of Reuben, and Ramoth in Gilead of the tribe of Gad, and Golan in Bashan out of the tribe of Manasseh. These were the cities appointed for all the children of Israel and for the stranger who sojourns among them that whoever kills any person unawares might flee there and not die by the hand of the avenger of blood until he stands before the congregation. So what exactly were the cities of refuge? Notice we mentioned there that if you killed anybody unawares, you weren't intending to. You might've got into a fight with somebody. Somebody picked a fight with you. You picked a fight back with them and you ended up, you hit them, but they died. You weren't intending to. You're only protecting yourself. You had a place to go to because vigilantes, that is mad family, uh, mad friends, mad brothers, sisters, whoever they may be, may come after you. And you had to have a place where you could be protected from them. And that's what the cities of refuge were. Were for. So the cities of refuge, again, were for those committing involuntary manslaughter. They protected the slayer from the avengers, from relatives, from vigilantes, and they were for Jews as well as strangers. So anybody that was saved, anybody who was a believer that was part of the nation of Israel could go there. There was protection only there, and they fled to the re and remained in that city. The slayer could return home after the death of the high priest of that city. In the meantime, they stayed there and no one could avenge them. No one could come after them. It simply is a type of what we have as believers. You know what our city of refuge is? It's being born again becoming part of the kingdom of God. In fact, we are called uh, members of a city. That city is uh, the new Jerusalem yet to come. But right now that city is the body of Christ. It's us as members of the body of Christ. And we call ourselves again, you are royal priesthood, a holy nation, a unique people. So when we get born again, we have our city of refuge. And guess what? The word of God applies to us. Turn to Hebrews chapter six. Now I want you to notice that the word here is used in Hebrews chapter six and is a actually an indicator or it's a reference back to those cities of refuge. And in Hebrews chapter six, verses 18 through 20, it says that by two immutable or two unchangeable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. 
this. The moment I became born again, guess what? All those sins were against me. I was lost and dead in my trespasses and sin, but I didn't know which direction to turn. I was not intentionally trying to live in sin. It was just my nature. And so what God said was here, I offered Jesus Christ. We ran to him, received the new birth. And now we have laid hold on the hope set before us, which hope we have, verse 19, as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast by which entering into that within the veil where the forerunner is for us entered. Even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I want you to notice the word attached to that. Jesus Christ is a high priest forever. What does that mean? Whenever the the cities of refuge were there. When the high priest died, you were allowed to go home, remain free. Here's the point of it though. I have a high priest that will never die. I'm always going to be in this place called the city of refuge, part of the body of Christ. I will never have to leave it because my high priest is alive forevermore. The Bible says when we give our tithes, we give them to men here on this earth who die, but there he receives it. That's Jesus Christ who never will die. So anyway, our giving we do to this earth, the ministry we have is to people who have lifetimes uh, on the earth that's limited. There's a time you come to the end of your lifetime. Your lease is up, man. You come to a time when you're going to die. If you're not in that rapture generation, it's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. But the point of it is, is that when I receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I enter into a relationship with one who will never die. I become part of a city I will always be in. And even when I leave the earth, I will remain born again, remain in the kingdom of God, remain in the family of God forever and forever. And notice again, he says in verse 20, where the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I love that word forerunner. The word forerunner was actually a term, a nautical term used back in those days when the Bible was written. And it, what it was, was whenever the, the ship was coming into shore, they didn't have all the instruments we have today. And you had to be very careful of the rocks that stuck up out of the water. And if it was, if it was, you know, getting dark, they couldn't see it, especially if there was clouds around, fog around. And fog was uh, quite often there as ships were pulling into shore, but they put a forerunner up front. The forerunner would grab a rope and jump into the water and swim toward the shore. And he could see the rocks as he got to them. So he'd always go between the rocks and finally get to the shore. And when he got to the shore, he would pull on it, yank on it. They knew he was there and they would simply all pull on that rope and the ship would go in and the ship would bypass everything on each side. Jesus is our forerunner. He's gone to heaven, tied the rope around the throne of God. And every day as we trust God and live for him, we're one step closer, one pull closer to coming into heaven. And if we'll follow Jesus Christ, he promises we won't run into the rocks, the bad circumstances of life. He will protect us in every situation because many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all that he is our forerunner. This is what he's done for us. And we have now gone and we are entered into a city of refuge run by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Being in Christ, being born again is our personal city of refuge. Being in him is our protection from the avenger of blood. Acts chapter 17 and verse 28 says, in him we live and move and have our being. Not in me, it's in him. When I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, I'm no longer my own. I belong to Jesus Christ. I am now actually in him. I become one with him. The moment I get born again, I am in Christ. And now Jesus Christ is in me. And both of us are in the Father. So you can see where we are. We are in such a place of protection. That's Acts chapter 17 and verse 28. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, we have been made the righteousness of God 
in him. Every bit of protection I have, every bit of glory I have, any praises I have is all because I am in Christ. Philippians 3, 9, being found in him, not having my own righteousness. You see, I tried in my own righteousness before I got born again, but once I received Jesus, now I no longer operate in my righteousness. I operate in the righteousness of Jesus Christ himself. Colossians chapter two and verse 10 says that I am complete in him. Bob wasn't complete. Thinking I was, thinking I had it all together. There comes a day just like that, that you think the same way when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and suddenly your incomplete life is now made complete. Why? Because I'm in Christ and he is complete. I share his completeness. I share his righteousness. I share in him. That's where I live and move and have my being. Also, Romans chapter eight and verse one, in him there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You see, I lived under condemnation. The Bible says when you're not born again, you are already dead, lost and dead in your trespasses and sin. But the moment I believe in Jesus Christ, there's no condemnation. Why? It doesn't mean that I don't get, you know, my heart doesn't tell me what I'm doing wrong in this earth. It means a condemnation as far as going to hell. I will never face hell in my lifetime or in eternity. He has saved me from that. I'll see you right after the break. The salvation Jesus bought for us with his sacrifice is far more than what most believers ever understand. Our salvation is complete in every aspect. Nothing has been left out. We are new creatures free from sin's power, accepted into heaven. Our minds are renewed, our way is prosperous, and our bodies are healed. It truly is so great a salvation. This four-message series by Pastor Bob Yandian will give you a greater understanding of the benefits of all three aspects of your salvation in the New Covenant. Salvation of your spirit, your soul, and your body. Messages include free from sin, saved from sin's power, perfect under pressure, and saved by hope. To order So Great Salvation, go to bobyendian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership.
Let's go back to those verses we just commented on. Being in the city of refuge brings all kinds of peace and protection to us. And our place of protection, our city of refuge is being in Christ. The moment we get born again, we enter there and the avenger can't come and get us. Uh, Acts 17, 28 says again, in him, we live and move and have our being. This is your everyday life, but we live our everyday life in Christ. Next of all, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, we are made the righteousness of God in him. I don't walk in my own righteousness. That's also included in Philippians 3, 9, being found in him, not having my own righteousness, but 2 Corinthians 5, 21, I have the righteousness of God because I am in Christ. So before I got saved, I operated in my own righteousness, always failing, never success. If you've never accepted Jesus, you know what? You know what I'm saying is right. You have not made a success out of your life. You look at your life and all the things you regret and all that. I'm simply here to tell you, there's a place you can go to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You're not just in a city. You are in Christ himself. And as it says in Colossians 2.10, you're complete in him. You've never been complete in your life, but you are complete in Jesus Christ, both spiritually and naturally. And in Romans 8.1, it now says that I am in Christ, there is no condemnation to them. That's me and you if you're in Christ. But again, we find out here there's no condemnation to them. They're in Christ Jesus. I will never face condemnation. I will never face the wrath of God in eternity. Oh, I can have some, some shortcomings in my own personal life down here, but I can guarantee you the protection over my life and the protection in eternity, there's no condemnation. I will never face the wrath of God in this life or in eternity because I am in Christ. That's Romans chapter eight and verse one. But I want to qualify this. Because they were sent, there was a city called a city of refuge, you had to run to it. Even though they were established, you have to run to it. There's no such thing as being born in the city of refuge. You're not. You're born outside the city of refuge, but it's available. To be in the city of refuge, they had to flee to it. They had to run to it. And when a person, again, was involved in some kind of uh, a killing and it was involuntary manslaughter, that was that place for them to go and the mobs couldn't get them, those who were going out to uh, find them, family members, whatever, vigilantes, they couldn't come after them. They were protected there. The moment I am in Christ, I'm there because I decided to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Again, if you are, if you are uh, not uh, saved, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, if you've never, as the Bible says, been born again, to literally die in Adam, of which you were born into this earth, in, and then be reborn into Jesus Christ. In Adam all die, but in Christ shall all be made alive. It takes a decision, a choice on your part to be in Christ. It took a decision to run to the city of refuge. And once you were there, you came in and that's where your protection was. Because the city was provided, did not give everyone protection. Only those who killed unknowingly fled to the city. They were protected and they could live there. First Timothy chapter four and verse 10 says this, therefore we labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior for all men, but specifically those who believe. I want to read that again. We both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men, but specifically those who believe. Jesus came and died for everybody, offers the city of refuge to everybody, but you have to run there. You have to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, or as this verse says, those who believe in him. Salvation from the avenger is for those in here, not those out there. In other words, you're born out there, but you have to run in here, that is into the city of refuge. Deliverance is for those in Christ, not for those out of Christ. 
Deliverance comes again when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you have to do that personally. Every person must do that. It's appointed unto man once to die, then the judgment, but you have a choice before you die in this earth whether you'll accept Jesus Christ or not. We are not in Christ automatically. We must enter into Christ. Refuge is provided, but we must choose to enter. What I'm simply saying is this. There's teaching going around today called universalism. And it simply says, because it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that Jesus Christ has reconciled the world to himself simply means, oh, we're already reconciled. No, he's reconciled the world to himself. But the next verse is going down says, now you must be reconciled to him. He made it available. You have to accept it. And once you accept it, that's like entering into the city. Jesus died and made it available, but he will not force it on anybody. And that's some of the teaching going around today. All men are automatically going to heaven, and that's not true. Jesus died, but still offers it. And that's why even in the case of uh, Paul, as he was witnessing one time, Agrippa said to him after Paul witnessed for so long, and the conviction of the Holy Spirit was on this leader, Agrippa, Agrippa finally said, Paul, Paul, he said, stop it. You've almost persuaded me to become a Christian. Notice this, he didn't become a Christian. I trust he did later. What he said was, man, I came so close, but Paul, I'm fighting this thing. He says, almost, you persuaded me to become a Christian. To be a Christian, you have to be persuaded. Someone witnesses to you. Someone tells you something from the Bible. The Holy Spirit comes and anoints it, or in other words, makes it alive to you, and you realize something man, I've known this for a long time. I'm not living the life I should be living. Man, I've messed up everything I've touched and everything I touch seems to fall apart. I am not the success I thought I would be. I don't have the world by the tail like I thought I would and I need help. And that's where the Lord says, come on in, flee to me, flee into this city of refuge. And that by a choice in Jesus Christ, we accept him as Lord and savior. Whosoever will may come and drink of the waters of life freely. Psalm 143 and verse nine says, this. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I flee to you to hide me. Isn't that incredible? Notice this, Lord, I'm fleeing to you, running from my enemy. And Lord, deliver me, but I can't be delivered until I flee to you and hide myself there. So again, God offers deliverance, but you must choose it. God offers salvation. You must accept it. John 3, 18, He that believes not is condemned already. If you don't accept Jesus, condemnation abides on you. And again, uh, those that are in this earth can come after you. Demonic forces can come after you. Eventually, eternity will come after you. But if you flee to Jesus Christ, I'm here to simply tell you, if any man be is in Christ, he's a brand new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. It's such a simple thing. All you have to do is open up your, I'm not telling you to join a church, although that'll be wonderful after you receive Jesus, but joining a church will not save you. Giving offerings will not save you. Being water baptized will not save you. It's a decision. If you believe on Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, you will be saved. That's the simplicity of it. You say, what does that mean? It simply means a simple prayer. Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I accept him now as my Savior, but I also give my complete life to him as my Lord. I must submit to him for the rest of my life, and I know the good thing he's doing for me right now will continue on through the rest of this life. This is your city of refuge. By that simple prayer, you will become a child of God, a simple act of faith. The cities of of refuge are a type of our salvation again in Jesus Christ. First of all, they were appointed by God himself. This was nothing of man's doing. Salvation has no human intervention. 
Number two was they were given to provide shelter from the avenger. There was no other place of protection. Salvation is in no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved than through the name of Jesus Christ. There was no other place other than these cities of refuge. Next of all, number three, they were in plain sight. They were built on hills and mountains. And Galatians chapter three and verse one says, Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth. We can see him clearly. And even the world who keeps rejecting and rejecting can clearly see Jesus Christ. He's even set himself in nature to show us. And in our everyday life, common sense points to it. There must be somebody that created this universe, created my life, and he must have a purpose for me. How do I start? By accepting him as Lord and Savior of your life. Matthew chapter five and verse 14 says, our testimony is like a city set on a hill, a direct reference to the cities of refuge. Number four, the road to it was plainly marked. Deuteronomy chapter 19 and verse three says, you shall prepare a way for every slayer. In other words, that was the signposts were there. Priests annually cleaned the road from debris, rocks, kept the signs clearly marked for people to read and follow if they needed to go to the city of refuge. They were of easy access. Six cities made them close. Only the cities was a place you could run to, but God made them so close to you. Isaiah 51 and verse five says, my righteousness is near, near to you, even in your heart and in your mouth. Romans chapter 10, verses eight through 10, confession is made unto salvation. The way we run to the city of faith is by confessing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and accepting him as our Savior. They were available for every Gentile also, as well as Jews who had believed in the Lord and the place for them to run. These six cities had names. The first one was Kadesh. It means holy. Holiness is only found in Jesus Christ. Number two was Shechem. Shechem means a shoulder or a place of strength. Only in Christ do we have security and protection from Satan, the forces of this world and demons and curses. Only through Christ and in Christ do we have security and protection by his strength. Number three was Hebron, and Hebron means fellowship. Only in Christ do we have true communion with each other, true communion with Jesus Christ, and true communion with the Father. The next one was Bezer. It means a fortified place. Protection only comes as we are in Christ. In Christ, we have this fortified place of protection. In him, we live and move and have our being. It's a fortified place. In other words, the protection we have in Christ, no one can break through it. Ramoth was number five, and the word means exalted. Only in Christ are we elevated above the world, above Satan and above his demonic forces. The last one was Golan, and the word Golan means joy, and the kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Spirit, Romans chapter 14 and verse 17. How do we adapt this to the New Testament? Well, we killed Jesus Christ because on the cross, as he was crucified, but it was unawares. It was involuntary manslaughter. First Corinthians 2, verses 7 and 8, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this world knew, for if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Oh, they saw him as a common criminal, but even when he tried to prove himself as the son of God, they didn't see it. And when we are saved, we flee for refuge and are safe from the avenger, which is Satan. Hebrews chapter six and verse 18 says again, by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge 
to lay hold on the hope that is set before us. I'm so glad I fled to Jesus Christ. So glad that one day, even at five years old, when I got born again, I opened up my life. And I'm so glad because you know what? Even at five, you kind of have this attitude, how, you know, I can do it myself. And, and that childishness comes in you. I'm glad on that day that I bowed before God, opened up my heart in vacation Bible school and accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The high priest of my city of refuge is Jesus Christ who died, rose from the dead. When we flee to him from this time on, we can do it no matter who we are or where we are. Jesus Christ has the door wide open. If you haven't accepted him, why don't you do so and run to your city of refuge? You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.